0: So I just started reading blogs, I started to find um, different websites and stuff. I was never really into computers or social media. I think as far as I got was maybe Facebook, I'd never had Twitter or Instagram or anything. And then I found this online world of girls who like makeup and I was like, I like makeup too. Me, (laughs) me. Yeah, me, me, me. Can I be your friend? And it was just this wonderful community of people I could speak to and make friends with and so many people who were going through similar things as well. I feel like a lot of people online are people who were either whether it was lonely or whether they didn't feel like they could find their tribe. You know, they went online to find that. And yeah, I just started occupying myself by Googling how to make a blog.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie from the team at Girlfriend and of course,
2: with me is the lovely Alana. Hi-dee-ho. Each week we are bringing you an interview with one of the biggest names in the industry. Mm-hmm. We are talking beauty tips, tricks, how they got to where they are, everything you want to know now.
1: Mm-hmm. And today we have the incredible YouTuber, Michelle Crossen, and of course our holy grails and our ever so insightful beauty chat from my very expenny Holy Grail, and our gossip and imparting
2: our wisdom on beauty with you all lovely listeners. You know, I really like that every time you have an expensive Holy Grail, I have like the world's cheapest Holy Grail. <laughs> We've got to, you know, <laughs> to switch trade. it up. We do. We do. What's... Switching it up, keeping it spicy. <laughs> what is yours this week? Mine is the Neutrogena Sheer Face Sunscreen, but the one Ooh. that's like in a little tiny bottle and it's like liquid <laughs> you shake it and it's got a little shaker bead in it oh yeah but it's super basic but it's so good under makeup oh, just like just a, a regular spf just a classic chucker on slapper on your face and bobs your uncle you are sun safe. Sometimes spf you 50 that. actually first found it when i was skiing because you need all of the sun protection for the you snows do, you
1: do i strongly believe that anything under 50 isn't
2: worth it it's time. not worth it you no. need 50 plus you do also it does a really good like glow under the skin so you get a kind of glossy highlight Ooh. vibe i love I, I don't know how much it is though even though i did completely rag on you last week for not being prepared it is now up. <laughs> Tis now I. <laughs> I'm going to be the bigger
1: person and move on. Going to move past that. It's fine. <laughs> um, mine this week is completely random because I'm not a big eyebrow girl. You're feel, not. I'm not. I feel like I have very voluptuous brows. They're, they're good natural brows, and I'm. I don't know how to fill them in. I'm not talented in that department. I just completely avoid it. But we've had so many amazing people come in and and say that browser. They're like numero uno thing to do. So I feel like I need to just get on board that. Do it. (laughs) So I invested in a Giorgio Armani. I know. Jacqueline. (laughs) I know. It's the precision um, eyebrow pencil. Who are you? I mean, I just, I needed something that I know would be good. So I shot high. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Very (laughs) random. Shade two. (laughs) For anyone out there that knows my eyebrow shade, (laughs) it is shade two. Two. It's so easy to use, and I feel like I am the biggest basic. Beauty user in regards to eyebrows, and it's a ten out of ten. You're a basic I love it. brow. I am a basic brow. <laughs> it like I can do little like feathered strokes without making it like look too blocky. Fill in those bits, you know, where I overpluck. Rest in peace, <laughs> my eyebrows. My question 10. is,
2: do you think it was worth going Giorgio Armani for this? I mean, I haven't used anything else,
1: <laughs> so I don't know whether my review is super accurate.
2: But <laughs> see, I'm a I'm an eyebrow regular, and I'm also an expensive beauty regular, <laughs> but I use like a $28 eyebrow pen- pencil from Mecca or the L'Oreal Unbeliever Brow. But like below $30, and you're just going high. I mean... Get it, Jackie. You do you. Gotta do what you gotta do. Whatever makes you feel like a fancy gal when you get on the train in the morning, <laughs> you do you, boo. Oh, well, we've also
1: got to chat about our super exciting knowledgeable. or insights. Our for the insights. Week.
2: Yeah. So from the mind of Jackie and Alana.
1: Yes. <laughs> don't dig too deep in there. <laughs> it's a
2: weird place. Um,
1: beauty expiration dates. Mm. It mm-hmm. has shocked both Alana and I that a lot of people don't realize that 99% if not more beauty products actually have a very short shelf life.
2: Yes. I won't lie. I have been aware of expiration dates yep. for many, many moons. Mm-hmm. I ignore them almost completely except for skincare. I'm 100% on your train. Mascara, I will use that for longer than three months. It's only my eyes. And when it starts to flake into them, like it does, I've discussed this before, yep. I know that it's my fault. But I'm for making those choices. <laughs> I'm doing that to myself. I've got an eyeshadow palette that I've had for easily four years. I will continue to use it. It's also the Urban Decay Naked palette and I can't get it anymore, so I refuse Mm. to let go. You'll pry it from my cold, dead hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You do hear crazy, like, one-off stories where, you know, people have gotten bad eye infections and stuff from using expired products. So I wouldn't say that we're going around flaunting ignoring
2: Iron. expiration dates. You're
1: much much more careful than I. But what I think is really cute about this, and I know this is completely random, is that the expiration dates are in, like, a cute little pot. Like, mm. so if you flip over your product, it's got, like, a cute little cartoon drawing. In of a pot. Tub. Yeah,
2: and mm. it would say, like, 36M, which stands for? 36 months. Ba-da-da-da. Wow, the knowledge, <laughs> the insights. Groundbreaking. Yes. So much. But the interesting thing is we were talking about clean beauty mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, because they don't have the preservatives, they're actually a lot more specific. Like, they will have expiration June 2020 Yes, on the serum. So important. that, you, like, cause sometimes you're like, yes, but how long has it been sitting on the shelf before, at a store? Like, how yeah. long was it at Sephora before I bought it? Exactly. It's tricky. But the problem is once you open them is when they really start to go. Because they start to oxidise. They do start to oxidise. I do think that the main, the most important thing that we can take out at
1: expiration dates is your skincare, like you said, SPF. Mm -hmm. It
2: expires so quickly. It does. Also, my top tip, the only thing that I would say, like I keep an eye out for, Mm. smells. If your makeup starts to change scent, get rid of it, especially lipstick because you are eating that. (laughs) You are eating that expired (laughs) product. Would you eat a rotten egg? No. no. So don't eat your rotten lipsticks. I actually think we should take that advice for all things in life. If something, if it smells, smells don't use avoid it. Avoid it. Yeah, pretty much. If it doesn't smell like it should or like it used to, <laughs> bin it. Now I don't care if it costs you fifty dollars. You get rid of that lipstick or you die. Yes, Maybe excessive. You've but... taken all the words <laughs> from me. Anyway, we now need to get into our discussion with the lovely Michelle. Yes.
1: Adopting this Irish beauty and claiming her as our own, Michelle Crossan has hundreds of thousands of followers across all of her socials. A self-proclaimed beauty junkie and YouTuber What we love most about her is her honesty surrounding mental health. Thanks for coming into the studio, Michelle. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's an absolute pleasure to see such a smiley face. Likewise. (laughs) (laughs) So you've had such an interesting
0: journey that sort of led you to Sydney. Can you sort of go through what's led you here? Yeah, so um I was living in London about seven years ago now, I think it was, and I met a boy from New Zealand. <laughs> and I ended up moving to Australia with him because I also had some family here. I have sisters here. And yeah, I never left. <laughs> not with that boy anymore. But I just loved Australia. I feel like I just really resonate with like the culture and it's not as cold as Ireland and England. And yeah, you never got rid of me. <laughs> What made you decide to start a blog? Um, Well, when I first got here, I didn't really know anyone and um, it was, you know, a difficult transition to come to Australia anyway, but I also got really sick. So I was hospitalized for a while and I've had a job since I was about 13. So I don't know how to just like sit in a bed and be sick. (laughs) So I just started reading blogs. I started to find um, different websites and stuff. I was never really into computers or social media. I think as far as I got was maybe Facebook. I'd never had Twitter or Instagram or anything. Mm. And then I found this online world of girls who like makeup. And I was like, I like makeup too. (laughs) (laughs) Me, me. Yeah, me, me. Can I be your friend? And it was just this wonderful community of people I could speak to and make friends with. And so many people who were going through similar things as well. I feel like a lot of people online are people who were either whether it was lonely or whether they didn't feel like they could find their tribe. You know, they went online to find that. And yeah, I just started occupying myself by googling how to make a blog <laughs> yeah. and it was in the days of you actually had to like copy and paste code and oh stuff Oh it was yeah. a Blogspot, I think it was blogspot.com yeah. and yeah then I remember Clinique emailed me and said thank you for reviewing their cleansing balm and the rest is history <laughs> yeah it just started from there off you well. went <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hobby and I was just enjoying myself and mm. seven years later <laughs> still enjoying <laughs> and, it yeah it's brilliant <laughs> I feel very lucky
2: so, you said that the beauty community kind of helped you while you were going through your stint in hospital. Did you find that the beauty community's kind of since then just kind of rallied behind you and you found it's kind of a
0: good safe space for you to be? Yeah, I think we're very lucky here in Australia. I know that the beauty community, <laughs> in quotes, <laughs> is um, considered to be a very uh, bitchy place, yeah. but I really don't feel like it's that way. I, there are a couple of people I've come across where I've kind of been a bit like, oh, Mm. All right. Put your feedback (laughs) down on the ground there. We're all just on YouTube. Calm down. But most of the time, everyone is lovely. And I have made some of my best friends through this industry, whether it's been management, like Sonia is one of my good friends now. (laughs) And we just met through the industry. I've, I think I've been in it so long that I kind of don't let really much get to me. I kind of just keep with the good circles and stuff. When I originally started... In the industry, I feel like I was one of the only bloggers really to attend events. Everyone else was in magazine and stuff. So Mm. I didn't really like, there wasn't really anyone to kind of like be a competition or anything. And then the bigger the community got, the more supportive they got. Bloggers were just so rooting for each other because we were um, trying to get respect in an area that wasn't really understood by Mm. business people. And yeah, I feel like we're all really supportive of each other I feel like no matter what I do whether it's some of my friends who have millions of subscribers or just a hundred they're all so excited for you to be doing well there's a few people who might be only pretending to be excited but that's fine (laughs) Do do what you want but I just find yeah I'm really lucky I've made some incredible friends I just always feel very supportive yeah
2: amazing. So back in Ireland, you trained as a hairdresser and a beauty therapist. Was that kind of your first step into the beauty industry?
0: Yeah. Oh my God, that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> that was like 13 or 14 years ago. I was like 16 or 17. So yeah, I started off um, when I was in school, I actually wanted to study science, but I got unwell at the end of school as well. So um, I was always into like skin and like the dermatology kind of side of things yeah. so I went in and I loved beauty and I used to I remember my mum bought me Kevin O'Quan's makeup book and I used to study that and they had like Gwyneth Paltrow as a male in it and I was like oh my god this is amazing and it was just wonderful <laughs> so um, I was like I might as well get into beauty and have this creative space and this hairdressing space and I was working in a hair salon on the weekends and I was doing really well there and I just enjoyed it and I think it's It's one of those things I'm glad I did rather than just trying to force myself to get certain marks to go into science straight away because... God when you're 16 you don't know what you want to do Mm. like you've no idea so I went in and that was my first kind of real experience with um, the industry but when I was growing up I was the girl who could never get ready to go out or for the disco because all my friends wanted me to do their eyeshadow or me to put on their (laughs) lashes or me to curl their hair and then we would five minutes left before we went to you know the youth disco and I'm like "Ah," (laughs) I need to fix me so I'd always really enjoyed it but um, definitely when I went to the uni for that um, and started studying in depth like the scientific side of it and getting qualified it really kind of sparked my interest. But um, yeah, I ended up leaving that to go and train with Tony and Guy because Amazing. I'm a much more hands on kind of person. Like sitting in a classroom, I'm like, just give me the hair. <laughs> give me the people. <laughs> like I was doing really well in my exams and stuff, but I, um, I actually have ADHD, so I find it really hard to like wait and yeah. sit, and I didn't know at the time I had. I was just my mom thought I was a really impatient, annoying person, and <laughs> so I just needed to be in the field. So I went into Tony and Guy then and started as an apprentice. Yeah, um, a long time ago. <laughs> I don't even know that Michelle. Who is she? <laughs> when you were growing up, did you have sort of a? a Beauty
1: influencer or, or someone that you looked up to?
0: Yeah, my mom has always really been into the way she looked like she's always presented herself really well. And her mom was a hairdresser. Aww. So when she was growing up, or when I was even a kid, we used to get rollers put in her hair and the whole lot. So cool. And yeah, my mom, she raised four girls on her own and still managed to put on a bit of lippy and mascara every day. I don't know how she did it. Oh, it. it. The hair was always <laughs> blow dried to perfection. To this day, I must send this to her so she can hear it. <laughs> to this day, she loves love that. Like, to this day, like she still just really looks after herself and yeah, I don't know how she did it she just always was like her lippy or whatever her five minutes in the bathroom in the morning with yeah. her thing and she's like there's four crazy teenagers out there but I'm just gonna put on my lippy <laughs> and then go deal with it yeah so she was always a huge influence like she always blow-dried my hair you know when you had the lego bob did you have yeah oh yeah my yes. hair was always blow-dried really nicely we were always really well presented even though we were being raised you know by her by ourselves yeah yeah
1: amazing it's crazy i remember one of my like favorite memories growing up was when mum used to put the rollers in my hair and i would feel like oh. a queen going oh my God, to bed
0: yeah. in them like i'm such a lady like look at me I'm five and i might as well be going to work exactly.
2: <laughs> never happened to me. My mum did like the rag curls, you know, the ones that would give you like the little Shirley <gasps> Temple ringlets. to do those But ones. then I'd go to bed with like rags in my hair. I never felt like a queen.
0: You <laughs> know, when they took those out, there was the a massive frizz ball yeah. and you had to like then smooth and them smooth down. Smooth it out with the like wringles, gel yeah. and mousse and like yeah, if you comb it, it, it's just like. <laughs> you look like one of the Jackson 5. I remember wanting to yeah. keep it that way and my nan wouldn't let me. <laughs> Uh,
2: so you said that you've always wanted to help other women feel their best. Was that a drive for when you started your channel and kind of got into it or sharing
0: your knowledge? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, even though I'm a massive beauty and makeup junkie, it's never really been my number one passion. My number one passion has always been other women and speaking to other women and men in this industry. It's so, so many males in it these days. Um, it's just, I think, Beauty is the medium at which we can connect with people and then after they get to know you through that, then it becomes a different kind of relationship. So it's the same way that we all love wearing makeup, but we know we're fine without it. It's just that that's our armor to kind of face the day. So it's never really about the makeup. So it's kind of like I wanted to connect with other people, but you use that kind of easy and fun medium to then get to the more deep stuff, I guess.
1: As a makeup junkie, your uh, your vanity must be overflowing with products.
0: It's out of control. Are you
1: restraint? Do you wait until you finished a product before you crack a new one open?
0: Never. So recently <laughs> I safe curated space. my collection and I got rid of about 80% of it. Wow. And my family and friends, very happy about that. <laughs> and then I looked around the other day and there's no space, but I didn't buy anything. I'm just like this is actually out of control so I'm going to try and curate it even further Sonia, watch out (laughs) some makeup coming your way Um, but yeah no, I I like to try everything and pass everything on that I know my friends and family will love Um, it's out out of control yeah yeah. my flatmate sometimes she'll come into my room just to like say something to me and I'll have my highlighter drawer open and I'll like close it like this naughty thing (laughs) she's like a whole drawer and I'm like yes don't look at it (laughs) the glow is important (laughs)
2: Jackie and I don't even get as nearly as much as you would in PR, but I was getting rid of a whole bunch of things the other day because I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't even use half of this. Like I had a whole bunch of lipsticks I'd never even opened. And I was mm. like, somebody else will love them. Yeah. I don't need them. My boyfriend was like, why are you doing that? You'll just buy more. And I <laughs> opened the drawer where the lipsticks are. I'm like, it's still full. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, just close
0: that. Yeah, Walk away. To like, Oh, don't, don't get rid of it. It's also beautiful. I'm like, Yes, I had three reason. drawers of lipstick. <laughs> my whole underbed Ikea storage was lippy at one point. And it was like this secret that I wasn't trying to keep from people, but nobody knew. And then when they found out, they're like, don't get rid of all this. And I'm like... It's <laughs> my secret shame. Yeah, exactly. But I think when you've grown up as well, like I didn't grow up with much. If I had one rim of lipstick or something, I was so excited and I'd steal my mum's Lancome moisturizer. I'm sorry, mum. i get a little glob of that. So like, you know, getting beauty products when i was younger was so rare and so treasured and like if you lost your bourgeois lip gloss which was really high end <laughs> oh for me no. when i was like 13 yeah. devastated the yeah. pot, pot devastated. or yeah if you forgot it at your I friend's house one and oh it broke no. <sighs> devastating I <really> so <laughs> i think now it's it's quite unnatural for me to hoard it too much. There was a point where I felt like I had to keep it all or else I didn't appreciate it Mm. because I've never had this stuff and I've never um, been able to afford so much. But actually now I've turned the opposite way that it's like I actually appreciate it more when I can share it with other people because I didn't have those things growing up. So it's like a different mentality. But yeah, for so long I was like, no, if you just give this to other people it means, you know, you don't appreciate what you're getting. It's like, no, I really do. I just don't want it to go to waste.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: And like you said, the beauty sector is huge. There are thousands of different, you know, products for yeah. one, one sector. Yeah, Would you have a product that you would recommend for someone that's new to the industry, you know, a must-have item?
0: You know, it's funny, like, some of my all-time favourites are still my all-time favourites over the last three or four years. I feel like the industry has become so saturated yeah. that even if I like a product, it's very rarely I go, whoa, like, this is incredible. But if you get a chance to try the new Pat McGrath Foundation... It's outrageous. Yeah. Like, I've never tried anything like it. And I only realize how different it is when I've used that and then I try to mix it with something else. Like, the formula just doesn't go with anything else. It is so unique and so skin-like, but with coverage, every time I put it on, even random people like like my boyfriend's flatmate will go, the makeup is nice. And he's like... (laughs) greatest non-makeup boy in the world. You know what I mean? It's just incredible. Like I would probably be happy to never buy another foundation again if I just had that. And that is saying a lot Huge because call. I'm quite big on skin. Skin is like my thing. Mm. And I've never really 100% fell in love with a foundation. I got very close, like 99.9% <laughs> with some like Bobbi Brown skin was one that I raved about for years. Oh, People yeah. were so sick about it. That was the closest thing, I think yeah I'll have to shopping pool, list. Pool <laughs> <our piggy tapes. laughs> I'm sorry, it just made any money. but seriously, it is amazing.
2: it is incredible oh, amazing. So would you say that you are more of a glitzy glam or a kind of natural glam kind of a gal?
0: Um, I think I'm quite tomboyish, but I like to wear a lot of makeup, so I love jeans and tee and trainers and like leather jackets, stuff like that i'm quite um I'm not very pink and fluffy in my style. But I love to throw on, you know, a lash and an eye and a globe. I think, yeah, that's my dressiness. I don't really have the glitzy glamness. Like, I love a good pair of heels and a nice face and makeup. But other than that, everything else is quite simple.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And your career has taken you to some
1: crazy places. Do you have a highlight, you know, a favorite place that you've been
0: or something that that you've accomplished? Um, There's been so many things that are just like, blow me away when I actually think about them. Like, I've been to New York for Fashion Week. I've been to Coachella. I'm currently the face of Neutrogena Cleansing Oils. Like, I don't even know how this is possible. Like, it's like I just kind of mosey on along like a little tortoise and I don't know what's happening. And then when people say it to me and they're like, oh, my God, I saw you in an ad. I'm like, did you? Oh, yeah, that's my job. That's what I do. I just, kind of, I don't really like, yeah, I kind of just, like, mosey. Because I just sit at home with my cat, like, 90% of the time. So Oh, my gosh. I forget that that's, like... Still happening, even though I know it's happening, but I kind of don't really think about it. (laughs) But when I went to um, Coachella with um, my amazing agency Mm. and with some beautiful brands, it was just this really weird full circle moment for me that made me quite like emotional, but like happy emotional, because I think it's not that it was the best thing to ever happen to me. It was one of the best, but it was I was the happiest version of myself and also a really good thing was happening to me. And I just couldn't believe that everything had come full circle through like all the hard times or through times of my career where I couldn't fully appreciate things because I wasn't in a good place to actually be like fully present and there and just enjoying it. And I just felt like the luckiest girl in the whole world. It was amazing. I was watching Beyonce and Eminem oh and it was God. part of my job. Sure. <laughs> oh my walking. God, it's such a hard life. <laughs> And do you think little Michelle
2: ever kind of imagined that this is where you would have ended up?
0: Never, no. I, yeah, no. (laughs) I don't even, like, I never really had something specific that I wanted to be when I was a kid. I think I wanted, I was really girly as a a small child. Like, my mother used to dress me up like a little dolly because I was white blonde and (laughs) blue eyes. And um, I was always in dresses and Barbies and everything. So I think I kind of wanted to be, like, Britney Spears or something, you know, like a pop star. But other than that, I don't remember ever really being able to fully decide what my career would be. So having the detour between like hairdressing and then beauty and not quite thinking that that's exactly what I wanted. And then I went on to um, study a degree in toxicology and like a lot of the different jobs that I've had. It's funny now, like nothing makes sense at the time. But when you look back, it all makes sense. Like everything had to happen for me to gain the skills to be here. So, yeah, I'm kind of I don't think I ever would have expected myself to be in this situation, but if I had known this is where I would be, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't have made all the right mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one of the things that we love most about you is is your honesty. And
1: you're a huge advocate for, for mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to you to be so open about these?
0: Um, I think in this day and age in you know, the Instagram Hollywood reel of everyone's life, we all are pretending that everything's perfect. And it's not, if anything, there's more people now depressed than ever and more people struggling with comparing themselves to people on social media, and magazines, everything. And I had a really hard time with depression growing up when I was a teenager. Most people in my family have as well. I've grown up around some very, like, unfortunately mentally ill people that had to um, really struggle just to get through every day. And it's something that is so important to me to make sure that everyone around me is feeling loved and safe and happy. And that includes sometimes even more so strangers, because... I know I'm looking after my family, but you don't know that strangers are being looked after. And Mm. I made a video a few years ago when I was in a really, really bad time with depression. And it was called How To Be Happy. And at the time I wasn't like fully out of depression or anything, but I had learned some amazing coping skills and um, things that were helping me along my journey. I made that video and it's still to this day one of the only videos that gets commented on every single day, whether it's grown men or 13 year old girls. And they're like, I needed to hear everything in this. If that's the only video I've ever made and the only one that anyone will ever see, I've done something right. Like that is, if that has helped even one person, I'm so glad that I shared my journey. Yeah. Mm. Do you
1: ever find it hard to really open up and and put your, some of your private life out there online?
0: Yeah, I do. Because even though my audience likes me because I'm imperfect, I do feel pressure to be perfect for them. Mm. And I do feel Because they look up to me and because they um, look for guidance in me through their own mental health struggles that I almost want to be free of mental illness for them more so than for myself. So it can become a little bit pressured sometimes, but then I just have to remember that this is why they love me is because I am willing to be imperfect and put that on a table and just be like, I'm not going to be the most consistent. Or out there YouTuber because I do have these struggles behind closed doors. But one thing I can guarantee you is that I'm always there and always going to be real. And I'm always going I'm never going to pretend that life is great and I'm just not posting. Mm-hmm. There's always a reason, there's always something going on. And you know, if you're going through this too, if you haven't made it to work this week, if you're going through something, if you've lost a family member, that's cool. You just have to try your best. Yeah.
2: You just keep doing what you've got to yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah.
0: Baby steps day by day.
2: Yeah. And I mean, being so open with that and given how cruel the internet and social media can be sometimes. Have you ever kind of come across any roadblocks or people that aren't supporting what you're trying to do?
0: No, not really. Yeah. It's funny. I People, I had a comment today that was really funny. I was showing my boyfriend. It was something like ratchet, ratchet ass hair, something, <laughs> you look like you're 45, blah, blah, blah. But then beside it were five comments on that video from five years ago, how to be happy. And I'm just like, You can talk about my looks all day, but nobody actually ever comes for me on the mental health stuff and goes, this Mm. is bad. Because you can't really, like, you're bringing awareness to this subject. You can't really, even the worst people, I think, will leave you alone in that state. They'll just be like, you'll get the odd comment, but you know it's just maybe like a 12-year-old that doesn't know any different. But most people are like, I really respect that you've brought this up. I might not agree with your journey. My journey might be different. Maybe I would take different steps to get better. Everyone's different. But I really appreciate you bringing up this topic. So mm-hmm. I think in the grand scheme of hate online, I get very little. Very, very little. And to be honest, I, I think I'm old enough to just kind of laugh it off. Yeah. If I was 17 or 18, when I started this, like some of the lovely young girls I see getting terrible comments, oh, I would have fallen apart. Like I could never have been mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner or anything. Not able. But I'm 30. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like, I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like my cat thinks I'm cool. <laughs> and my mom. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Like, Chilling out. <laughs> you don't like my face? That's cool.
2: <laughs> <sighs> so where do you see yourself in the next five years?
0: I really don't know. It's so funny. I used to always be such a forward planning. I need to have this done by this age. I think I wanted to have my own salon and three kids by the time I was twenty four at one stage. Wow. <laughs> like I the huge pressure goals like this by this age. And I've just completely given up on that. And I've a lot of things that I want to achieve. I've a lot of things on you know, in the works and a lot of things um planned. But I've realized that I get much more happiness and I get much more productive when I just focus on like my daily habits and getting things done every day and like monthly goals than if I'm like in five years, I need to be here because five years ago where I wanted to be is very different than where I am now, but I'm glad I'm here now instead of what I thought I wanted. (laughs) That's a very (laughs) right, does that make sense? So um, I think what I want now might be different in five years, but I think as long as I have a few puppies... (laughs) Very excited. I'm going to get my own puppy probably early next year. Oh, my gosh. And Congratulations. I'm I Well, I've decided, yeah, I was like to my boyfriend, I was like, I'm not waiting anymore. He has a dog and I have a cat, but it's my dog as well, but I need my own. Anyway, as long as I have my doggies and I'm around people I love and I'm still trying to empower other women, no matter where that ends up leading me, I think I'll be pretty cool with it. I don't really, it's not like I need to reach a certain number of followers or a certain income. I just want to be happy and around good people and Animals. <laughs> and I'll be stoked. And it's a few like new dream dream to me. A <laughs> <laughs> Just a
2: few lippies. <laughs> so we've got to end with our rapid mm-hmm. fire questions. <gasps> oh
0: my God, these stress me out.
2: <laughs> Prepare yourself. Okay, if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: The Pat McGrath Foundation right now. <laughs> yeah, you need it.
2: One word to describe your beauty routine.
0: Curated,
2: mm-hmm. I think. Your biggest beauty fail.
0: Too much. <laughs> and leave your eyebrows alone. <laughs> yeah. Just too much makeup. Like, just more is more. No, it's not. <laughs> the
2: beauty trend you've never mastered.
0: I don't get this whole cut crease thing.
2: Me either. Who has
0: the time and patience for that? I can't do it. And it looks a bit weird, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I even try and think about it on my face and I'm like, no. <laughs> I think you have to have very, very specific eyes for it. Yes. There's lots of Only mid.
2: certain people that can do it. If
0: you're like 12. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: And when do you feel you most beautiful?
0: I feel my most beautiful when I'm like around people I'm really relaxed around and I'm just in my jeans and tea, my hair is all nice and clean and my skin is fresh and I've just worked out or something. Yeah, just when I'm feeling relaxed and happy, then I feel like I feel more beautiful than when I'm actually dressed up.
2: Hmm. And our very, very last one. If you could go back and give your 16-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be?
0: I'd give myself a TED Talk. <laughs> I'd put myself in boot camp. <laughs> Just chill out. Everything's going to be fine. Just chill out. Everything's going to happen as it should when it should. You can't control it.
2: Just keep on plodding along.
0: Just plod along. Just relax.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, relax. Oh, thank you so much for coming in today, Michelle. Oh, Thanks, thank you. Michelle. It was such a pleasure.
1: I still cannot get over her adorable accent. She's so cute. Delightful. Hanging on every word. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have today, girlfriends. So please make sure you subscribe.
2: And don't forget to check us out at Beauty Boss Podcast on Instagram. Yes, rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app so that we can climb the charts, people can hear us, we want to be loved. Help us, mm-hmm. please. And slide into our DMs. Tell us what you want to hear and who you want to hear it from. Indeed, indeed. Also, please, tips, tricks, anything you want us to try, anything you need us to give you our feedback on, opinions, thoughts, insights. Excellent. We're full of them. and next week we'll be bringing you another episode with another amazing beauty boss so make sure you tune in but until then don't over clip your toenails it's how they get ingrown
0: bye